Well, I'm not going to keep you long this morning. I do want us to look at our camp verse. Uh, they had a two-and-a-half-hour worship service last night and paid attention all the way through, but they're probably just about attentioned out this morning. And so I want us to turn to our camp verse of the week, Psalm 56.3, and I think we'll have that up on the screen in just a moment. And let's talk about faith that silences fear. Yeah, we're going to stand in honor of reading God's Word Let's look at verses 3 and 4, because I think 4 is also helpful to applying what verse 3 says. All right, we've got it on the screen in the uh, Holman here. So let's, kids, help your parents and all of us, let's read it out loud together. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. When I'm afraid, I will trust in you. You can be seated. Father, we thank you for what you've done this week. We give you praise for what you're going to continue to do in our hearts and lives. Lord, I pray that uh, we'll continue to see men, women, boys, and girls come to faith in Jesus Christ. Help us today to learn to put our trust completely in you. Amen. You can um, be uh, assured that when you make a commitment to Christ, your faith is going to be challenged. And so let's just look at this verse and kind of break it down. What do I see in this text this morning? I see, first of all, there's an opposition to our faith. There's an opposition to our faith, and that is fear. But then we ask the question, where does the fear come from? There's actually some kind of fears that are good. You know, I hope that some of these kids are afraid to play with fire, right? You know, I hope they're afraid of what that fire might do if it's not contained in a fire ring, a fireplace, or somewhere that it's supposed to be. I hope we're afraid of certain kinds of pain because if we're not afraid of that, then we might do things that could get us into trouble. The Bible says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So when I realize that God has all power and God is the God who will judge the living and the dead, then I want to have an awe of who he is. I want to stand in fear of who he is with a holy fear, a righteous fear, not a man-made fear, but something that causes me to want to glorify and please God above everything else. And so there are certain fears that are healthy fears. But when David was writing the Psalms, he was often talking about the fear of what the enemies of God would do, the fear of that one who would oppose God's plan for our lives. And so the kids learned this week, and you heard them sing in, in, in a song a moment ago, that that enemy, the Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, we wrestle against what? Powers and principalities, rulers of this present dark world. And, and so they learned to sing that they could uh, tell the devil they're not going to be afraid. And at the same time, we're reminded in Revelation 12, 11, I was able to share this verse with both our middle school and, and our kids camp. Revelation 12, 11 says, they overcame him, speaking of the devil, talking about the tribulation saints, but I believe it was a pattern for every one of us. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives to the death. Because of the blood of Jesus, we talked about this week how if you're covered with the blood of Jesus, you don't have to be afraid of the devil anymore. When you put your faith in what Jesus Christ did on the cross, that leads to you having a testimony, the word of their testimony. I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, if we call on the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. And so, you know, God's not some kind of tease, and he's not up there going, I don't think you articulated it just right. When you believe that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, was buried and rose again, and you put your trust in that truth, 
then the Bible says you shall be saved. And so when we're covered by that blood and we have a testimony and we are committed to him, then we don't have to be afraid of anything that this world throws at us. There will be an opposition to our faith. That opposition can reveal itself in many ways. Now, I want you to understand something. The opposition to your faith, kids, and the opposition to your faith, adults, mom, dad, grandparents, the opposition to your faith can also be an opportunity for your faith. In fact, without opposition, there's often not opportunity. And so that fear, whatever it is that might be coming against you, is a great opportunity for your faith. So he says, when I, notice that it says when, not if, when I am struggling with these fears, when the opposition comes, I now have an opportunity to express trust. I will trust in you. Trust is how we demonstrate faith. Biblical faith has more to do with trust than with hope. Now, I love to hear children pray, and and a lot of times when they're called on to pray, I'll I'll notice that kids will begin to pray, and they'll use the word hope. Now, there's a biblical hope that models faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. But sometimes we can communicate to our kids that that is a trust, that when we trust in God, we fully rely on Him. We become dependent completely on him. I remember they used to make some little bracelets, maybe they're still out there, that had the word frog on it, F-R-O-G, to remind those who wore them to fully rely on God. We need to come to a place where we trust him with everything at all times. Now, kids, we had uh, Duke and Ranger talking about fears of certain things, didn't we, this week? Fears of creepy crawlies, Man, I hate those things. Fear of the dark. Fear of clowns. Wild horses. You name it, there were all kinds of fears that we talked about. Sometimes the fears were even directed towards specific people. But as you get older, you'll learn from parents that sometimes you're afraid of what the financial markets are going to do. What's going on with politics? What's going to happen with my career? What's going to happen with these relationships? One day when you're a parent, your children get their driver's license. You're going to be afraid every time they get in the car and leave the house. It's going to strengthen your prayer life. You're going to have trials. And what happens as adults, we learn that James is so true in James chapter 1 that we can count on all joy when we encounter these trials because the testing of our faith produces patience, and it's growing us up in Christ as we overcome those fears, even as adults. David feared for his life. There are fears that he turned into opportunities. Remember the uh, David and Goliath story, kids? There were all of those soldiers that thought the giant was too big to bring down, and David thought, he's too big to miss. And so he took five smooth stones. Some say that, that uh, he wanted to have plenty of ammunition for that giant. Others say it's because he knew there were at least four more giants that he might have to tackle along the way, that, that Goliath had these four brothers. But David said, listen, I'm coming against Goliath, trusting in my God. 
And that moves me to my, my third point this morning, and, and we'll close with this one. We not only have an opposition to our faith that gives us an opportunity for our faith, but we need to constantly be reminded about the object of our faith. Even the world and other religions and those who are not of any faith whatsoever, even those who are kind of um, humanistic in their own values, they all like to use the word faith. Well, if you just believe. Now, that phrase, just believe, can be from the Scriptures or it can be a beautiful Disney song, right? It's just, if, if only we believe, everything will work out all right. One problem with that. There's only one worthy object of our faith. He says, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Who is he talking to? Verse 4, in God. In God. He says, I'm trusting in God. He goes on to say, and I'm reading in the New King James here, I will praise his word in He says, in God I have put my trust, what can flesh, some translations say, what can man, what can anybody else do to me? God is my creator. We learned this week that God is the one, Pastor Ben reminded us, God is the one who can make a way when there seems to be no other way. God is the one who gives us life. And so what can this world What can the devil himself, what can anybody else do to me when God is the subject and the object of my faith? That's where the gospel comes in. When we couldn't do anything to save ourselves, when we probably should have feared what our sin was going to do to us, we should have feared hell, the devil, the grave, when Jesus Christ died on the cross. He conquered all of that. He rose from the grave to defeat sin, death, hell, and the grave so that we have nothing to fear as long as we trust in God, as long as we trust in the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so, yes, it's important to know that there's opposition to our faith and that that opposition gives an opportunity for our faith. But be careful of all the preachers out there that would tell you to put faith in your faith. And they elevate faith as something that as long as you have enough faith, you can do anything. Listen, some of us may not feel like we have a lot of faith this morning. And and so it's not the size of your faith or the size of my faith. It is the size of the object of our faith. And the object of our faith is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is defeated sin, death, hell, and the grave forever. And when that's the object, no matter how small my faith may seem, the object of that faith is so big, I don't have to be afraid of anything. What can man do to me? Father, we thank you. Thank you that you love us so much that though our faith may seem small, that we know the object of our faith is infinite and eternal. There is one God one mediator between God and man, that is our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that because of Jesus, we do not have to fear. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.